Virginia. I'm Chris Lang for the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to this episode of the Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. The PGA Championship begins Thursday at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. Head to PGAChampionship.com to find the full field list. Right down towards the bottom, between PGA Tour players J.J. Spahn and Jordan Spieth, you'll find Josh Spate, the PGA Director of Instruction at the Club at Vinatera in New Kent. Spate earned his spot via the PGA Professional Championship, played two weeks ago in New Mexico. A closing round 67 allowed Spate to finish in a tie for 11th. He became one of the 20 PGA club professionals to advance to Oak Hill as part of the Corebridge Financial PGA team. I caught up with Josh as he was on his way to a previously scheduled charity event in Maryland. Uh, just to give you an idea of how busy he's been lately between instruction obligations, media opportunities, and prepping his game for Oak Hill, this was really our one chance to connect. The audio is a little bit choppy at times, but Josh gives some great insight into how his mental game has matured and why he thinks this trip to the PGA will be different than his first one back in 2016. On to our conversation with Josh Spate. Josh, tell us a little bit about your, your golf background before we kind of get, get into things. I know you went to Methodist, right? Yeah, I went to Methodist University um, from 06 to 2010. Um, started playing when I was like 10. Um, and I just kind of played for fun on the weekends with my uncles. Uh, I was a big baseball player then. Um, but took to golf pretty quickly. I, I really liked it kind of right away. I think my first score ever was like 113 um, at Foster Country Club. Uh, that little nine hole, uh, little country course out in Gloucester where I grew up and uh, played in high school at Gloucester High School and um, then went to Methodist and played four years there. So was, was the PGA professional track always a thing uh, in your brain or did you want to try to play, to play professionally? Yeah, I mean, I think when I just was deciding on where to go to school and I wanted to play on tour um, but I also I'm going to call myself was smart enough uh, to realize that you know that was a really big dream um, that a very small percentage of people get to do so I decided to go to Methodist so that I could play on the team and get PGA because I really liked working at the golf course I started working at um, Deer Run and Duper News um, when I was May 14, um, and I really liked that uh, that atmosphere and being around the golf course. So I figured it was pretty smart to to not only play college golf but to get a degree in, in the golf business. Um, and then when I got out of college. I tried to play a little bit. I went down to Florida for a couple months and, and tried to play some mini tour events and stuff. And, um, I just wasn't good enough. Just wasn't good enough then. I was um, pretty good. I had like a 71 score on average my senior year in college, won three times, an All-American, won the national championship. Um, but... I just wasn't good enough. I can remember a couple of the mini tour events that I played in. Um, Lexi Thompson actually played. 
in the event as a 15-year-old. Hmm. And, she, and she won a couple of them. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I, I certainly don't. I'm not good enough if this 15-year-old young lady can beat me up one side down the other. Um, so... Uh, which was terribly impressive, and she's obviously one of the best players in the world, so that was the track that she was going to be on, and I just knew that I wasn't good enough at the time. So I uh, came back home and got a job and decided I was just going to try to be the best I could be um, as a club pro and play in section events, and I didn't even know anything of the, at the time about um, the PGA Professional Championship. Um and uh, that's kind of what I decided to do, was to just work and, and play golf as the second part of my job. Um, and that's kind of where my career has gone, um, you know, playing section events, playing in the state open, playing in the national club pro when I, when I qualify, which I've been fortunate enough, I think I've qualified now like 12 times. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of my... Um, the track I saw for myself, and, and I still feel that way. I mean, I've had people ask me in the last week or so, you know, is this going to change your mind of trying to play on tour and stuff like that? And honestly, at 35 years old with a wife and, and two small children, uh, trying to play on tour is, is not really in the cards for me. Number one, the, the time commitment that that would take, the money that that would take, um, I'm at the position now where I'm going to take advantage of these opportunities that I'm about to have next week and try to make the most of them. Yeah, that make, that totally makes sense. Yeah, that's where I am. So. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about a bit about your role at the club at Vinatieri. You're director of instruction, right? Yes. Yes. So I um, I provide lessons at the club. Uh, I kind of put myself in charge of growing the game at the club. Um, I mean, I I was a pro there um, in 2012, 13, and 14. Um, so I, coming back, I knew a lot of the membership still. Um, so I, I teach five to seven lessons a day. Um, I teach a lot on the golf course because I think that's the best learning environment for the average amateur golfer. Um, I try not to make, you know, crazy big swing changes with, with people because I understand that that takes a huge time commitment and most people don't have that. Um, so I try to teach students how to play better, um, whether that's course management or, you know, short game, putting, kind of the whole game in and of itself is, is, is how I teach. Um, it's been pretty successful. Uh, I have a good number of students and my, my book is uh, filling up um, as we're now getting into the season. And um, it's really enjoyable. I mean, I, I've done the, the head pro thing. I've done the assistant pro thing. Um, and I enjoy just teaching because I get to do exactly what I love doing all day at my job. Um, I don't have to worry about carts breaking down or the budget or 
you know, is the shop clean or are the shirts folded correctly or doing the schedule for, you know, 30 people and, and all that stuff. It's, it's nice to not have all those stressors. I mean, my, my big job is keeping up with my schedule and making sure my students are getting better. Um, so it's especially nice too with, with my two children at home and, and my wife, I get to spend time with them. And, you know, if I want to go play in the state open, it's, I don't really have to ask anyone. I just make sure I don't schedule any lessons and make up those lessons when I come back. Um, so it, it, it's taken a lot of stress off of my life to just um, be the director of instruction. And again, it's provided more joy because all I do is what I love to do all day. So it's great. And it's provided me a little bit more time to, to practice. I hit balls in between lessons sometimes or put. Um, and when my students are out on the course, I'm giving them instruction. A lot of times I'll play a few balls with them to show them shots and show them kind of what I'm thinking to trying to do. And, um, so it's been nice. I'm, I'm very appreciative to to our owner who kind of let me create this position um, at the club that they've never had it before, and he believed enough in me to to let me run run with it. And um, that's what we're doing. It's going well. So, how does playing in some of the, the MAPGA section events and the state opens, things like that, how does that prepare you for an opportunity like the PGA Professional Championship? Playing in tournaments um, <clears throat> is, is always helpful for playing in other tournaments. Um, the more experience you can um, gain playing competitively uh, helps you for the next competitive round of golf you have. I mean, there's no, as, what's the old thing? There's no experience like experience or something like that or whatever it is. Gaining that experience mentally, um, <clears throat> dealing with that pressure, uh, dealing with, you know, going through your routine and, and doing all the things you're supposed to do when it matters um, is super important for, for somebody who's trying to play competitive golf. But you have to have that experience. You have to have those reps, those those moments where you need to make par on the last hole, um, you need to make birdie on the last hole, you need to hit, hit a really good tee shot off the first hole, uh, you know, whatever it is, those things always help prepare you for the next one. And, you know, our section is, is very competitive. Our state is very competitive. The state open, there's a lot of really good amateurs in Virginia. Um, there's a lot of good professionals in Virginia, whether that's PGA professionals or just professionals. Um, you know, someone like Jay Woodson, who is obviously played at a very high level in this state um, as a professional. Um, or Mark Lawrence Jr., um, another great example of somebody who plays at a very high level in, in our state. So every time I get to play in a tournament, it's preparing me for another tournament that may be bigger or more important. Um, and I've, as I've gotten older and matured and played in more tournaments, uh, dealing with that stress has really helped. I mean, 
the last round of the of the PGA Professional Championship this year. I mean, obviously I played a good round of golf and, and had a bogey free 67, but I dealt with that pressure better than I ever have in my career. Um, and I feel like that's all because of my experience um, in playing in competitive golf. I was going to say, take me back through the last week a little bit. I know it, it, it's a giant fit. It's over 300 players, right, in, in, in this uh, in this championship? Yes. So, yeah, so 300, 312 players across the country. I think there are 44 PGA sections. Um, and, you know, each section has a kind of predetermined number of players that qualify through your section championship. And some sections are so big that they have an actual qualifier that are, that's not your section championship. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The PGA does a really, really good job to get 312 players to play the same two golf courses at the same time. I mean, it's kind of it's incredible. Um, they do split tees, two waves on two courses um, the first two days. I mean, it's impressive. It takes a long time. The first two days are kind of kind of grueling and very slow. I think my first round that afternoon, it took six hours and 20 minutes. Um, so it, uh, it takes a long time. It takes a long time with that many players on the golf course. Um, typically the afternoon rounds are slower because they're kind of a result of how the pace of play is in the morning and they might have to make adjustments. Um, and, you know, this year in particular, it was blowing 25 to 40 that first day, the wind. Um, so that slowed down pace of play. And you're already, you know, out there, we were playing at 5,000 feet elevation. So it was about an 8% difference in, in distance. The ball's gone about 8% further. So when you're dealing with wind at 25 to 40 elevation, and then you're dealing with firm, fast conditions, um, and again, the, the pressure of the tournament with 312 players, uh, it, it's, long, it's a long two first days. Um, and then they cut to 90, uh, top 90 in ties after the first two days. And then we just play the one course that they've determined is the championship course. Um, and then they go from 90 players down to top 60 in ties um, for the final round. So it, it's a... It's a big tournament with a lot of players, um, and the PGA does a great job of, of handling that. And as, as you guys know, with the DSGA running tournaments are, are not easy, and especially when you have a big field, um, it, it's not it's not easy. But they do a great job, and it's just a great thing that they give twenty of us this opportunity um, to go play in a major. Um, it's it's great that, that we have this, this opportunity and, and that we can showcase that you know, we may not play professionally, but we are golf professionals and we can still compete with you know the best players in the world. It, it's nice that we get this, this chance. Yeah, I, 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 I saw you shot 76 on the first day. How did you kind of bounce back mentally uh, uh, from that the next day to try to keep yourself into it? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I go back to what I was saying a, a few minutes ago about how I've really matured mentally in the game. I mean, I think in the past, it, had I shot 76 in the first round, I would have 
been so upset at myself and trying to press and like really thinking I was behind the eight ball. Um, and in fact, historically in this tournament, every time I've shot over 75 the first round, I've missed the cut, the first cut. Um, but um, four three, but uh, I shoot 76. I knew I still actually played pretty well. The 76 in the conditions that I played in really wasn't that bad. I mean, you got to think half the field played in the morning with no win. Um, and I, of course, the Twin Orders course had a much greater um, elevation change playing in the morning with no wind, and all the guys that played in the morning now had to play in the wind. So I knew that I just needed to go play my off, um, which I was slow because I've been hitting ball well. Um, I changed my swing over the winter. Made some improvements uh, at the top and in my transition, and that impact that I've just really hit the ball well. Uh, nice uh, 67 leading into going to New Mexico, uh, one at Independence, and one actually at Royal Newcastle, which the 67 at Royal Newcastle was a really good score. Um, but I, I knew I was playing well, so I, I just had to go play a good round of golf, and I did. I shot 200. Um, I didn't particularly punt that well. I hit the ball really well that second day. Um, so I was a little frustrated that I thought I left three or four shots out there, even though I shot two under. Um, but I got myself right back in the tournament. I think I was one clear of making the cut. Um, and then I knew because I was closer to the cut line after day two that I would probably play in the morning again. Um, for round three, and I did, um, and I played really, really well in round three. I hit 17 greens regulation. Um, really could have had another really low round, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't putt very well um, and shot even. I actually had eight three putts for the first three rounds, um, which was frustrating. But that was just my speed control. I mean, dealing with wind and and the greens were massive out there. Um, but I knew that, you know, I, I was I was right there. And again, going back to that first round of 76, with my experience that I've gained and my maturity mentally and golf now, I knew that I still had a chance. So I didn't really let that get me too down. Again, I thought 76 and the conditions I played in really wasn't that bad. Makes sense. Um, you know, this is your your second trip to the PGA Championship, correct? Yes, I made it in 2016. Okay, and where 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 was that one? I can't remember off the top of my head. That was Ball Fitzroy in New Jersey. Okay, that's right. Oh, the Jimmy Walker win. Yeah, yeah, when he won that one. What what did you kind of learn from that from that experience that that may help you out uh, uh, up at Oak Hill? I think that I got overwhelmed by how difficult the golf course was in my perception. Because um, again, I don't routinely play 74, 7500 yards par 70 uh, with six inch rough and greens running at 12. That's not a routine thing for most golfers to I mean, let you play on tour. Um, so I think I got a little overwhelmed by that the first day. Like, 
pressure on myself to hit fairways and, and stuff like that. And I, I had shot 65 in the final round of the National Pro Pro that year to make it. So I knew I was playing well. And I think I went in with some blind confidence because of that. But at the same time, I almost psyched myself out on how hard I perceived the golf course to be. Um, so I think this time, I know I'm playing well. I'm driving the ball the best I ever have in my career. Um, I'm hitting the ball in general the best I ever have in my career. And I earned my spot there just like the other 155 players uh, did. So I think this time, my goal is to go in there and just play my game, stay present, stay patient, and just learn what you do. I think if I do that, I think I have a realistic shot at making the cut because uh, I'm hitting the ball so well and playing so well, and I don't make a tremendous amount of mistakes in my game. So I feel like I will, I will have a better time dealing with that perceived um, difficulty that I, that I kind of put on the golf course before. I mean, this course is going to be hard. It's going to be long, and it's, the fairways are tight. I've watched a couple videos on Oak Hill and, and look at some pictures. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tight off the tee. It's going to, you know, it's going to play long, but it's going to play the same way for, for everybody playing. And um, I think that because I've done it before and I've played in big pressure tournaments before, and again, I'm now seven years wider than I was uh, in 2016, um, that I should have a better time dealing with that, ex- that moment and dealing with this experience. Um, I don't really get bothered by all the people or somebody asking the other day, do you get intimidated by the tour players? I don't really, I guess, because I teach the game, I just observe and I get impressed by them and, and the things that they do and the shots they're able to get. Um, but I don't get intimidated by that. Uh, and I don't get really bothered by cameras and, and, and all the people. I mean, there's so many people there that it's like a blur of color almost in your peripheral vision. You, don't, you can't really pick out one individual person. Um, and again, you're there to play off. You're not there to on TV. Um, so I think I will have a much better time dealing with this experience this time versus 2016. And at least that's my hope and that's my intention and that's my goal. Um, you know, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. What is what is playing an event like this do for your visibility as, as an instructor? To put, 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 put another line on your resume, so to speak, with that. I mean, I, I I hope that this brings some more attention to our club. First of all, um, you know, Venetera is such a great golf course. Um, the layout is very good. It's a championship golf course. Our superintendent does a phenomenal job um, keeping the golf course in great shape, um, making improvements on it. Our greens are awesome all the time. Um, so I'm hoping that this provides a little bit more exposure for our club. And for myself, I'm hoping that it gives me a little bit more, uh, what's the word, like a 
accreditation almost that, you know, hey, this guy's a really good player. Maybe I should go take a lesson from him and see if he can help me. Um, I mean, I, I have a good number of students, but I have a lot of people that have reached out to me in the last two weeks um, and just said, hey, I saw you did this. So I'd like to come schedule a lesson with you. Um, I'm hoping that that turns in, into to more students. That would be great. Um, but that's not why I, you know, go play in tournament golf. I go play in tournament golf because I enjoy playing in tournament golf and trying to deal with that pressure. But I, I certainly think it's not going to hurt me that I'm playing in a major. I mean, I've, when I played last time, it, it helped me for sure. Um, I got more students out of it and more people knew who I was, um, because of it. So I'm hoping the second time around, you know, the same thing happens. Good stuff, Josh. Well, I know I know everybody down here is going to be rooting for you next week. Best of luck, and uh, thank, thanks for uh, joining us and talking to us today. Absolutely, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thanks to Josh for his time, and best of luck to him at Oak Hill. You can follow along with the PGA Championship at pgachampionship.com or catch television coverage all day long on ESPN Plus and ESPN on Thursday and Friday, and all day long on ESPN Plus, ESPN, and CBS on Saturday and Sunday. Josh tees off of number 10 bright and early on Thursday at 7.10 a.m. He'll get an early afternoon starting time on Friday, going off at 12.30 p.m. off number one. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and until next time, so long.